Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Everything Real Estate Investing Show with Sean Pan. As you guys may or may not know, right now in the fall of 2018, coming up to the winter of 2018, we are seeing a softening in the real estate market for single-family homes, especially here in the Silicon Valley Bay Area. And this is an amazing time for buyers and a not-so-amazing time for sellers. For some of my friends, they have a lot of properties waiting to go on the market or about to be completed, but it looks like they're going to have to hold on to those properties for quite some time because the market shift won't let them sell their property for what they need it to sell for, to make a profit or even to break even. So there are a lot of investment groups who are hosting speakers who are telling us what we need to do during this downtime. And these are speakers who have survived the 2008 crash or they have not survived the 2008 crash and they have learned from their mistakes. So what do you do? Here are a couple of tips that I've learned from their meetup groups. So one thing is the buying, the buying criteria for a lot of investors has become even more conservative than it has been before. Before, people were okay with just 10% of their ARV as profit. So if they're selling a home for $1.3 million, they will be satisfied with $130,000 as their profit. Now, they want 15% of ARV as profit. So for that same example, we'll backtrack and see what we have to purchase a property if we think we can sell it for $1.3 million. So first of all, 15% of $1.3 million is $195,000. At a $1.3 selling price, we're going to incur about $91,000 of closing costs. And that includes the 5% we're going to pay to the agents and about 2% in miscellaneous fees for title and whatnot. So subtract those two, and we're going to assume that the rehab is going to cost $100,000. From my experience, $100,000 is around the ballpark of what it costs to remodel a home completely. So all in, you need to purchase it for $914,000. $914,000, and that's before your cost of money. So if you're doing hard money, now you have to see how much it costs for your points, how much does it cost for your interest. So maybe subtract around 50000 from that number. So all in all, you'll probably be about at an $865,000 purchase price. So if you see a home that you think that you can fix it up for hundred grand and it'll sell for one point three, you need to get it for $865,000, which is very, very difficult to get, but not impossible. My friend, she recently put in a bid for a property at a very low price. And because of the market, there were no other buyers. The house just sat there for a couple weeks. She put in another offer to remind them that hers was still around and she got what she wanted. Perseverance and sticking to your numbers is the most important thing so you don't, so that you don't lose money and that you can make a profit doing deals even in a bad market. So here are some other tips that other investors have done. The obvious one is you list it very, very, very low. The point is that even though the market is bad and your neighbors aren't getting any, and your neighbors aren't getting any people into their open houses, 
you still are. So here's a rule of thumb from a very famous investor. His name is Raul Luna. He says there's three steps that he does. One, he prices his property $200,000 below his actual price. Second one is, if anyone comes up and asks you questions, you tell them, based on the feedback and interest, this house should go for at least, and you tell them the price that you actually want. And then after you receive the offers, you contact the one that's most serious. You know, the ones that give you that family photo and the letter. And you contact them directly. Without countering them, you just ask them if they would like to come up to your desired sell price before you decide to counter everyone else. If they're really serious about the home, they may be down to increase their price. Another thing that I learned is that there are some fundamental flaws in properties that I need to pay attention to. When I was first purchasing properties earlier this year, I overlooked a lot of the faults in these properties because the market was so hot. And I assumed that when I sold it, the market would be equally hot. But that's not the case. So one thing is, if it's in a busy street, if the property has no garage, if the property has a weird layout, such as no master bedroom, you need to subtract $100,000 from each of these faults. So no garage and a weird layout, you subtract $200,000. No garage is an especially big point for people purchasing properties over the $1.7 million price range. For people in the $1 million price range, sometimes no garage is okay because they still have street parking or they have their driveways or carports. In fact, growing up, I had no garage. Uh, we converted our garage so that we could put a TV room down there. It was great. It was more living space. But people who buy houses in this upper range, they want that space for their baby, their Teslas, their Mercedes, their BMWs. They want a nice garage to keep it from getting dirty. And to them, that's worth $100,000, if not more. And when a market is hot, buyers overlook a lot of stuff. Just to get into a home. Now that the market has cooled, they have more options and they're more picky. So here are some comments that they didn't have before. Now they're going to tell us, ooh, your home has a small master. Ooh, it's weird that the front door is not on the, not in the front. It's on the side. Ooh, the front looks ugly. You should do some more landscaping. Some people even complain that there's no AC in the home. That's ridiculous. This is the Bay Area. We don't need AC. It doesn't get that hot. Just trying to fan at worst. Some other things that we're thinking about is what can we do during this down market? Especially if you're holding on to these properties with hard money loans. Well, here's a strategy that we're going to do. We're going to take our hard money loan and we're going to refinance out of it and into a more conventional type loan so that our monthly payments aren't as hard and we'll be able to hold the property for much longer, at least out of this wave, because it doesn't make sense to sell this property at a loss. And during that time, like I said in a previous podcast, we are going to Airbnb it out or do some kind of corporate rental where we can command a lot of money per night and this will at least slow down the bleed 
Who knows? Another strategy that my investor friends told me is that if we can pull this off and change this property into a very nice cash flowing corporate rental, we may be able to sell the property as an investment property to someone who wants a nice cash flowing asset. This is an extremely rare thing to have in the Silicon Valley Bay Area. Usually people buy properties and they don't cash flow. They just lose money every single month. But with the strategy, maybe we can tell them, look, we already set it up for you. It already has great reviews. It already has the furniture. All you have to do is buy the property and maintain it and you'll get cash flow. Maybe someone would be appreciative enough to pay us the price we want for the property and we don't have to hold it for five years. Who knows? It's just a thought in the wind. And it goes back to what Robert Kiyosaki said. It's never, I cannot. It's always, how can I? We're going to follow this rule and we're going to ride this out to the end. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you guys had a great day. I'll see you guys next time. Take care.